Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Dean Lonigan is on the show this morning. Great to have you phoning in. Dean, how you doing, man? Assuming that Tony Kent is hosting this show and he's the lead man <laughs> on SEN in the morning. <laughs> hey, Dino, how are you, brother? You're sitting in the, you're sitting in the cafe in Ponsonby on picking? Well, very close. I'm actually down in the viaduct at my good mate Leon Malloy's place uh, having a cup of tea with him. And I've got to say, Kenty, it's about time you got on radio and because uh, you are a talent in the media, number one. But number two, it is without doubt the world's greatest and easiest job. And <laughs> I know it's all about efficiency. And there's nothing better than turning up at six, leaving at nine or ten, and, uh, mate, having a good time and getting paid to do it. Yeah, good start, mate. Sitting down with Leo Malloy. What are you two, what are you two sort of scheming about, mate? Well, mate, Leo is going. Or he's going to be mayor of Auckland at some stage. I love like that. We have a chat about that every now and then. So, uh, mate, if nothing else, Leo is a fantastic, interesting character, and uh, he's been a good mate of mine for a very, very long time. So, fingers crossed, he gets to be in the mayoralty because I tell you what, he will liven things up in Auckland City. Dean, you should have seen his performance with the anti-vaxxers in the weekend. Gee, he was on fire. He's he's the right man for the job, as far as they come. Hey, uh, good to have you here this morning, mate, because this evening there's a scrap going on across the ditch. There's a few of them. Gallon's fighting again. Earlier this week we spoke to uh, Monty Beetham, who's up to his old tricks with Kivi Mialamu. A lot of these ex-athletes, these union and league players, they're looking at boxing a bit more seriously. And then across the world, this kind of celebrity or outsiders getting into the fight game, it's becoming more and more of a trend. You've been across this for decades now, really. Why do you think it's popped back up and the popularity's on the rise again? Um, it's a really interesting question. I think, you know, maybe the world's just catching up when it comes to pay-per-view events and working out that if you want to sell a fight, you need famous people. You don't necessarily need boxers. <laughs> yeah. And uh, guys like Jake Paul have worked out that they can make tens of millions of dollars from having a fight uh, and cashing in on their social media sort of um, expertise, which is what Jake Paul's been doing. Paul Gallon. Mate, uh, I put together a fight with my guy, Justice Hooney, who is probably the most outstanding heavyweight to come out of Australasia in the last God knows since when. Uh, and, and we did a percentage deal with Gallon, and he made well over seven figures for his fight with Justice Hooney. He had to take a severe beating to get it, but they were never the money on the table. He made more in one fight than what he made probably in nearly his whole career in football. Yeah, I couldn't have been a happier supporter watching that too, watching Gallon getting beaten up. Um, <laughs> Mate, yeah. It was just slow... It was a slow, painful oh, beatdown. I was, I was hoping they were 10-minute rounds, Dino. I was hoping they were 10-minute <laughs> rounds, mate. I, I want Paul. I said, brother, you're coming from the circus fighting game into the hurting game, and there's a big, big difference. <laughs> and prior to the fight, they were all sort of full of blush and blunder. And I said, brother, not only do we, uh, you've got to do this once, you should be doing it twice. And uh, there was a, probably close to $2 million on the table for him to do it the second time around. And, mate, he didn't want a bar of it for the simple fact it was just too hard. He took took a massive beat in and he didn't want to take it again. So, but I've got to tell you, Paul Gallon is one of the best guys I've ever worked with, and he's an incredibly good family man, one of the hardest working men I've ever met. And uh, it was an absolute pleasure to work with him. So while I gave him quite a bit of grief during the promotion, it's fair to say he gave plenty back. 
mate. He is a great guy. Yeah, good, good bloke, good bloke. Anyone who gets beaten up's a good bloke. Hey, um, <laughs> I just read in between the lines, Monty, you know, Monty let a cat out of the bag saying that Leo's supporting him and Kevy. Mate, ran into Tammy Davis yesterday. He's looking fit. You know, I sort of wonder why he's looking really, really fit. And um, I'm a little bit worried too that you're hanging around New Zealand for a while, mate. Is there something going on? We're just trying to work out here what's actually happening. <laughs> Mate, there's nothing, there's nothing going on. A lot it's of celebrities. The, Lonigan lads, the old Lonigan lads had his head down and bum up. We, um, after we did that fight with Gallon versus Hooney, um, we, we only just avoided lockdown in Sydney at that stage, and we, I decided to come home. Uh, been home since about July, and I've uh, been very, very busy setting up a massive year in Australia. Maybe looking at doing a couple of events in New Zealand next year, and uh, mate, who, knows, who knows what could happen, gentlemen. You just never know with the likes of... Uh, you know, what goes on in the world of boxing and what goes on in the world of rugby league. It's always, there's fun and games to be had. Do you think the New Zealand audience has the appetite for it like we do in Australia? You know, almost better than anyone, Dino. Two very different marketplaces. How hard is it to promote an event in New Zealand in 2021 or 2022? I've got to tell you, from a COVID point of view, virtually impossible. Yeah. The, the government rules over here have been nothing short of draconian. Mm. over the top and they've killed you know the events industry the hospitality I don't think going to that everyone knows what's been going on in Australia it's fascinating you know like um, the way the state system is set up over there it's effectively six or seven different countries so I'm, I'm literally looking at an event that I've got in February 4 in Queensland right now between Justice Hooney and Joe Goodall and if I was to hold that exact same event in New South Wales I can fly the guys in no problem coming from the states because they're both up there training at the moment they come in with, at worst, three days quarantine. At best, you just walk through the, the, the immigration. Whereas if you go to Queensland, it's a 14-day quarantine in a state facility. So different states have different things, and it affects the way you put the events together. So um, you know, it's an interesting time. Australia's a lot easier to get events away. Uh, the state governments are far more supportive of event promoters and getting big events in there. Um, but on the flip side of the coin, New Zealand, it is so much easier to communicate to the whole country here. You know, in, in New Zealand, if you want to communicate to the whole country, it's about eight people. TV1, TV3, a couple of radio journos that come to, you know, the... the and Dean Lonergan. ...radio networks and then stuff. And Harold, that's about it. Six people. Hey, in mate. Australia, if I want to communicate, mate, it takes 20 or 30 people. It's very hard. If you're putting something together, mate, us old boys, we want to see something. I, I always thought that Horse and Mel Meninga should get in a ring together. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that have been a great fight in their heyday? <laughs> For sure, mate. What, what do you reckon? You reckon they're too old? The great tragedy is, mate, is that they're both about 60 now. And me and you came here closing in very fast. Now, you look a lot younger than what you are, and I take my hat off you for that. But, yeah, once, once we get over the age of about 45, mate, the boxing ring is no place to be. Hey, okay, well, on that then, you, it's not like you don't think about the stuff. We constantly talk about uh, union to league crossovers or back to back, vice versa. Out of the lads going around at the moment, currently under contract, playing their first careers, who do you reckon would be the best boxer? Pick any sport, any side of the de- Tasman. Well, that's a, that's a really good question, and you just never know where they'll come from. Because <laughs> if you have a look at Paul Gallon. There is no way that Paul Gallon should have been the rugby league player that he was because he's about five foot ten, massively broad across the shoulders, but just got there through sheer hard work and determination. Mm-hmm. Then he turns around at that same size and becomes one of the best heavyweight boxers in Australia, beating Mark Hunt and beating Lucas Brown along the way. Now, Lucas Brown is a former WBA world champion, for goodness sake. So the answer is I can't answer that because I don't know who's going to pop out of the woodwork. And I would suggest that the next big fight in Australia 
between leagues, we Sam Burgess versus Paul Gallon, and Burgess is a big, strong unit that he took it seriously. He could have a, a, a decent career at the back end, and I can promise you this: Gallon's making way more money as a boxer than he ever made as a football player. Yeah, well, Sammy Burgess' body's taken an absolute hiding in his first career as well. well. With that sort of answer, Dean, I don't know why Leo's getting into politics, mate. You'd go very good. It is 10 to 10. <laughs> Pleasure having you on the show, mate. Whatever you're cooking up, we look forward to hearing about it in the future. Thanks for coming on and joining, uh, joining Kempi Talk myself. Talk soon, Dino. Mate, I appreciate you having me on, guys. Have a good one. There you go. Dean Lonigan, uh, a great character in New Zealand sport, just like that. He's 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 seen he's seen some stuff, hasn't he, Kempi? Uh, dodging bullets, mate. He, he, <laughs> he took pl- he took plenty then, but it, he, I'll tell you what that um, that shield that he held up, he didn't give it. He didn't let the cat out of the bag or give us too much. No, we'll figure it out in times come times to come. Though nine minutes from ten o'clock, here's a lovely text, Louis. The summer SCNZ all day is a super slick performance. Outstanding listening. Cheers, Kimberly. Kimberly, thank you for your time you give us towards your Christmas as we amble there into New Year's. Stay with us right until the crew comes back in January. Stephen McIver, he's up up after us. We'll talk to him, find out what he's got going on very soon.